Welcome to the Wisdom for Warriors podcast. On this episode, we have Joe Lackey, a.k.a. Joe the Baptist. All right, welcome back. Um, I'm really excited about this episode. I'm here with uh, Joe Lackey. Um, Joe, I've known, I don't know, probably two years or so now. A couple of years. Yeah, we've known each other for a couple of years now uh, through men's groups that we, we've been a part of. Um, we work in a similar field as far as work goes. And uh, Joe just got back from a pretty awesome experience. I'm pretty excited to talk about it. But before we get into that, go ahead and just give us a little introduction. Uh, yeah, so my name's Joe. I've grown up in central Arkansas uh, my whole life. Um, been in and out of church most of my life. Had a lot of uh, trials with that. Been down a bad path for a while. Went through recovery. Um, made kind of a decision to join the military at 20. Um, that was 12 years ago. I figured that would be my catch-all to keeping me out of trouble, but <laughs> I've known that um, even with that, you know, trying to work on things on my own effort, um, God still found a way to find me and catch up with me, and even still this day, I feel like I'm still in the recovery phase. Um, so I've worked in law enforcement, corrections, and military for a while, and um seen some things experienced some things had a lot of friends that i've lost along my journey but um i've definitely believe you know there is some truth to you know the suffering and um you know just that whole work that god does on your life so that's pretty much the gist of my life in a short sentence yeah <laughs> no it's uh <clears throat> that's good um Possibly in a, in, a, in a later time, have you come back and give your, you know, your full testimony, but uh, you yeah. just got back from a deployment. Um, yeah. Just a brief, can you, can you tell me what you, what, where you were, what you were doing or? Um, yeah. So um, this was my third deployment. Um, I was in Azraq, Jordan, uh, been in uh, security forces. Um, so my job over there, um, there's a lot of jobs entailed in security forces. Um, I did branch off to other things within our job, such as uh, QRF lead, um, you know, area supervisor patrol, stuff like that. But my main job over there was to lead the search pits for us processing the foreign and local nationals. So we had approximately, I would say 1100 um, foreign and local nationals that we would process through daily, um, searching down their vehicle. We had canine out there. So it was kind of my job to manage uh, those locations. Like I said, I did have, you know, some other jobs that I would do just because of certifications, but that was my primary job while I was over there for this last, um, let's say five months plus the extra month of free deployment training. So, yeah. Uh, so were you, was it, um, was it a military installation or just out in, out in public? You're just doing the checkpoints that you did all that. Um, so we were on a, uh, Jordanian 
installation. Okay. Um, so we basically had multiple U.S. controlled areas um, on their installation that they allowed us to operate on. Um, I know the U.S. and Jordan are still working on a status of force agreement. A lot of countries have those basically saying, you know, they have our back. They're still kind of in the works on that. So there's a lot of things, um, you know, going on there that, you know, are still kind of, I could say are being fine tuned. They're still building things up. Um, a lot of things just were not built up there. Um, and they were still building and contracting a lot out there, but we were on their installation, but their installation, I guess the lack of better terms was there was not that much that they had yeah. compared to us. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, so we're using like, do they still use the bat and hide system? You know what that is? No. So I, uh, when I wanted, this is when I was in Afghanistan years ago, not that big of a deal, but it was just a, it was like a big digital camera and we could do their fingerprints and then take their picture and it went in a database. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> so they, they had something similar to that. We had a, badging office within our area um, and they would do the uh, digital fingerprints scanner and all that they would process their packets um, and even before they did that the Jordanian uh, military they had their own investigation they would do their packets with them as well okay. um, before they even got to us um, so they they did do like I said the the, the background packets were pretty pretty extensive oh, okay um, but there was a lot of tools that we um, used out there we would x-ray their vehicles um, them um, obviously we got the dogs as well yeah. so well, that's cool man I uh, um, I appreciate your service you know I, I hung it up years ago but um, I appreciate what you're doing and um, yeah man I'm <laughs> I guess I didn't realize, or I don't know if you, you had said where you were going and you just, um, I saw the pictures when you got back. Uh, and yeah. obviously with what's going on right now, yeah. plus just with my faith walk, like I was like really excited to get you over here and get you on and uh, talk about it. I appreciate you being, yeah, I appreciate you being open to doing this. Like, I know it's different, but, um, I guess, uh, how, like, how did your, just whatever, wherever you want to start with me, I'm not even um, gonna... Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not going to go back into like my whole life story. Cause I think that would, we would definitely be here all day. Just kind of, like I said before, I've had a lot of, uh, trials and recovery. Um, and with that, um, <laughs> There's been just a lot of recovery, a lot of me questioning um, different things, um, just trying to learn uh, different things and grow in my faith. And I guess you could say maybe pruning. I don't know if that would be the right word, um, but, you know, every time I grow, um, you know, in my faith walk, there's always things that I question, you know, um, things that I thought I knew that I'm like, maybe I don't 
know that part of scripture. Maybe I don't know that as well as I thought I did. Um, so, you know, when I got to this deployment, you know, I knew there was a lot of biblical history there. I didn't know if I was going to be able to see it due to everything going on in the world, but I kind of want to get my, you know, mind right, if that makes sense. Um, You know, I I told myself, like, maybe I should lead a Bible study because that's what I did on my last appointment. Um, I had a few ideas of kind of basically what I thought I wanted to do, but I kind of wasn't sure. Um, As soon as I got there, I was basically warned of the leadership and other people that were the same rank as me leading, and there was basically... um, an ego battle going on. Mm. That was like the first thing that I walked into. And I feel like part of my walk as a Christian has been trying to not live in that type A ego walk, which, you know, talk to anybody in the military, that's like secondhand nature to be, you know, alpha male, kind of have an ego, like have a pride issue. And like, those were all things that, um, you know, I was trying to get away from because mm-hmm. I, I wanted to grow as a person and walk in humility. But right off the bat, I just felt like I'm being tested yeah. as soon as I get there. So, you know, I, I kind of got a little um, discouraged, um, try to talk with some of the other leaders um, have discussions with them. I thought, you know, maybe if I go about this the right way, um, you know, be the bigger person. Um, and that didn't work out. (laughs) Um, it wasn't received very well at all. Um, I kind of talked to a couple people and was like, you know, kind of discouraged, you know, like I, I came into this deployment with like, good attitude like i want to be better than i was before like i want to grow more in my faith like i want to understand the mission i want to understand like why am i here you know those things and like ultimately like lead my troops and help other people you know and from the start i just it, it was just not good like first two weeks just seemed like miserable getting into it people so Long story short, um, I thought, well, maybe I'll just walk over to the chapel, you know, don't talk to somebody there. Maybe they got some words of wisdom. I don't know. I don't really know what I was thinking, but um, I walk in there and lo and behold, the chaplain that is there has been the chaplain that I've known from Little Rock for the last five years. Um, That's awesome used to be in a Bible study group with, um, and I thought that was pretty cool. I thought maybe this is a sign. I don't know. Um, I had no idea he was there. Um, he had no idea I was there. Like we both saw each other and, you know, first thing that came out of my mouth was what the hell, you know, I'm in the chapel. (laughs) And of course the chapel assistant's like looking at me like, you know, and he's like, no, it's just Joe, like it's cool. And, you know, he hugged and he's like, what are you doing here, man? I was like, I don't, you know, I don't know, like seeing if, you know, y'all need any volunteers or anything like that. And, 
you know, just we kind of caught up a little bit. Um, we're, you know, it was really cool to see each other in the same place and told them, you know, kind of what I did on my last appointment was process like care packages, like for people in my spare time. Yeah. He's like, well, you know, we got the similar thing here. And they said, we really needed someone to spearhead that and lead it. And I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. And right then and there, they're like, here you go. Here's the keys to this. And I was <laughs> like, well, this is, you know, something positive at yeah. this appointment. It's not related to my job because I'm doing all this in my spare time. But, you know, at least I'm getting involved in the chapel, you know, ordering care packages, stuff for people yeah. and giving out, you know, basically morale and, yeah. you know, helping people out. I thought, you know, like maybe this is the answer to prayer, you know, maybe this is going to be a kind of crappy deployment, but this is like the one thing that kind of gets me through. And so like, I was pretty cool with it and I was still kind of like, I wanted to do a Bible study, but like I knew that I wasn't in the place mentally to do it, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Cause everything that was going on, like, um, I just didn't feel like I was in that space and I remember just showing up to chapel one day and, you know, chaplain was there again. He's like, Hey, we're having a young adults Bible study tonight. And I was like, he's like, you want to come? I was like, sure. Why not? You know, mm -hmm. I was like, you know, that point had been a few weeks, like wasn't having a good time. Like, um, and I went and they were still trying to organize a Bible study and, you know, they were kind of taking votes on like, how do, how do they want to run it? And I was like, I mean, I, it's the first time I've been here, but I'll take a vote, you know, and I voted like, hey, um, like this idea of like nobody leads just every week. Somebody has a different topic. Yeah. Like God's in charge, but like each week it'll be that person's week to talk about their testimony or whatever. Right. Um, and they all like that idea and he went with it. So I thought to myself, okay. Maybe that was another reason I'm supposed to be here. You know, yeah. it's like all these like um, coincidences, I guess, kind of turned into not be coincidences. And I told Chaplin, I said, you know, I feel like I at least want at least one week to talk about something. I don't know what it is yet. Like I got an idea. Um, but, um, you know, I, I don't feel like I'm in a space to lead a whole study. And he's like, well, you know, this is great. Like, you know, like I kind of wanted y'all to run it. And, you know, it looks like everybody's going to get their chance to say something. Else. So I was like, you know, this will be good for me, you know. Mm -hmm. So, you know, fast forward, um, you know, with work and all that. And, um, you know, I was trying to keep up with the politics and everything going on in the country <clears throat> and the neighboring countries. And, um you know, kind of understanding like the mission, you know, um, you know, and then the people I work with, but it didn't feel like anybody really cared about trying to like understand the mission or make it better. They were just trying to care about like their ego battle. And it was just, you know, I just felt like I kept getting sucked into it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the more I tried, I felt like I was just digging myself in a deeper hole. And I'm like, man, you know, like, just how, how it's going to be this whole deployment, you know. Um, and I saw that the chapel did a spiritual pilgrimage. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if you're familiar with like what a pilgrimage is. No, not really. 
Um, so a pilgrimage is kind of like when you embark on, um, like a, like you embark on essentially a journey to discover like, um, areas which increase your faith. So mostly historical areas. So if you were to go to, you know, some places in Israel and visit specific places where, um, specific things happen in the Bible, um, you would, that would kind of be like your pilgrimage. It's essentially your journey to, um, discover these areas, increase your faith. Um, so they offered one, but it was like twice a month. Um, you had to have like a military escort from, um, and it was really hard to get in because the seats filled up, you know, Mm -hmm. and they could cancel them at any time, you know, based on, you know, threats because they did, uh, like protests in the country all the time. Yeah. So just depends. Like right now, for example, they're not, they're probably not doing them. They're not doing them. Yeah. <laughs> um, pretty much everything along that border or close to it of the Israeli border um, is, is a no go. Yeah. But... So, um, you know, for me, I thought, man, like if I'm able to do this, it'd be cool, but I feel like I have to meet this perfect window. If yeah. that makes sense. Like, you know, for one, you get put on a waiting list because you got um, two to three thousand people on base that would love to do this. Sure. Um, and then you got to get your leadership's approval, which I already kind of felt like I may not get that because I'm not really, you know, in a good spot with them. Like I didn't feel like I could trust my leadership. Like I felt like I was just being tried all the time. Um, so, you know, I thought, man, I feel like I need to do this, but I don't know if I can, but maybe I can't, you know, I don't know. Um, so the <clears throat> pilgrimage, I guess I can kind of go into what it entailed. Um, so you go to several places. Um, so one of the areas we go to is um, Mount Nebo, which is the mountain in which moses was believed to have seen the promised land yeah so moses was believed to have died there um and there's a spot there's like a big statue i think um there's a picture in it it looks like a looks like a staff with a snake that's the viewpoint um yeah so and then there's the church of moses it's up there it has mosaics and stuff that are like thousands of years old um um, there's olive trees up there as well. So that's, that's a pretty cool area. Um, it's crazy. So yeah. yeah he, I'm looking at some of the pictures. I know obviously y'all can't see these and one day I'll figure out how to do all these cool things, but, um, yeah, th- this is insane. Yeah. I mean, I, it was really cool. Cause I mean, they, they literally have like the sign there of showing you like where Jericho's at. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, the entire promised land and if you know and i did like i said i did my research of a lot of these areas um i knew about like the arab israeli war like you know like this whole thing with palestine and all that like i, I really try to do like my research just because you know yeah all these places um 
you know, they, they've been kind of contested, you know, for years. <laughs> Once or twice. Well, a few times, <laughs> you know. Um, you know, and it's kind of, I was like, okay, that's a pretty cool area. And then, you know, on top of that, you go to the Jordan River, which everybody's pretty familiar with. Um, it's actually divided. So it's, you know, crazy. You can literally go out to the middle of the river and you're in Jordan and then you step, swim you know one foot over and now you're in israel so um it's kind of like that whole river is disputed you know um that's area that you stop to um as well um and then um you go to elijah's hill which you can also see jericho from but elijah's hill is essentially where they believe that elijah was taken up in the chariot of fire um, not far from there was areas that they believed that John the Baptist lived at and spoke with Jesus. There's caves, um, that sort of thing. Um, and then the last place is the baptismal side of Jesus, yeah. which we spoke about earlier, but um, it's the area that is believed that John the Baptist baptized Jesus. So, you know, I thought to myself, well, that'd be really cool to see. You <laughs> yeah. Know? Um, if I'm not able to do anything from this entire appointment, maybe I could do that, you know? Um, so kind of fast forward a little bit. I got involved with the chapel. I was able to get hundreds of care packages. I got stuff from the USO. They sent me more stuff than I could even think of. I got Xboxes, like just it was insane how much I was getting involved there. Um, so I did feel appreciated through the chapel, even though, you know, I'm not a chaplain's assistant or chaplain, you know, I'm security forces. So right. it was kind of weird, you know, um, trying to do security force stuff. And then here I am spending all my off time. That's not in the gym at the chapel. Yeah. So, um, yeah, speaking was, of the gym, how much weight did you lose? About 20 pounds. I still got more though. Good for you, man. Oh, so I, I lost, I went from like 238 to like 217, but I still got like 20 more pounds I need to lose. Hey, <laughs> don't sleep on it. 20 pounds is a lot. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I had some personal goals. I was doing that. Um, and I remember one day, um, you know, because me and the chaplain got pretty close and they had the absent command chaplain come in um, to recognize the top performer of the chapel. And, um, they brought me in. I was like, wow, you know, I'm a volunteer, you know, and they coined me like the absent chaplain, who's basically the head chaplain of the Middle East. And, you know, kind of, um, I don't know, kind of shocked me. Cause yeah. I was like, you know, like I wanted to be recognized in my own job right? and security forces. Like I wanted the people that I work with to trust me, you know, <clears> I had a pretty, significant job i mean you have a thousand to eleven hundred locals and four nationals that i'm in charge of you know i i would like for them to trust and respect me and all that but you know i'm like here at the chapel you know i'm being recognized so it was kind of like a humbling experience for me because i'd I'd never been coined like that before so that was cool um i started coordinating with the germans um because we work with them a lot yeah. Um, and they had their own chaplain staff. And they ended up coining me too. The Germans did. Yeah, I got coined by the Germans. <laughs> were they were they large, like big, like some of them? Yeah. Some dudes? some of them were like 
massive people. Yeah. Uh, they were really cool. Um, we, we, we had some Polish SF guys on our uh, on my deployment. They were obviously not the same, but similar. Just, yeah. I don't think they drug test. For, <laughs> I don't yeah. think they have to do drug tests like we do. <laughs> yeah, they had some really tall dudes that we worked with, and they worked at the search pit with us. They were super funny. Yeah. Um, I, I loved them all. I had a good time with them, and I started – you know, basically coordinating with their chaplain and giving them stuff. And awesome. they ended up pointing me too. And then, you know, the wing chaplain called me. So I got three coins from the chapel and I'm like, this is weird. You know, I never, you know, did, I didn't really care about giving coin. I just, yeah, yeah. um, not what you were expecting. By the means. No, yeah. I just, for me, it was kind of like my, you know, escape from work, the drama yeah. and, all of that from work, you know, was to be at the chapel and, you know, serve. Um, like I said, I didn't feel like I was in that place to lead a Bible study. So I thought, you know, next best thing is to serve, you know, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, cause I, I, I always told, you know, my troops and people that I'm around is I never want to get to the point where I'm too good to serve. That's good. Um, That's good. And that was one of the things I felt like bothered me in my career field because I feel like a lot of the people that I was butting heads with that had egos, a lot of it I felt like was had to do with they were above doing certain things. Mm. Um, and, I, you know, I, I can't say that I was better than them, but it bothered me a lot. Right. Um, because I thought, you know, like, hey, you know, like as a Christian man, like as a leader, I feel like I'm supposed to serve you know like yeah. I, I felt like there was some aspect of, of that but i didn't feel like i don't know if it's just my career field or the military as a whole didn't really believe in that yeah um they felt like they were above doing certain things and i i just you know i i didn't like that that's kind of why i spent all my time with the chapel sure. um so <clears throat> i got pretty good there and then kind of got to the point where I'm like, all right, I'm running out of time to do this pilgrimage. Like I can't get off. Um, and then one day me and the chaplain just kind of had a talk and he was like, you know, we could do our own trip, not as like a chapel related pilgrimage. I was like, what do you mean? Like, like I go off on my off day with you. And he's like, yeah, we just do an off base wow. trip. And I was like, so like a private pilgrimage. He's like, yes, but we won't, you know, call it that you yeah. know i was like well that'd be even better yeah <laughs> you know so i thought you know maybe this is for the good because i'm yeah. not doing it with 40 50 people oh, that's what i was just about to ask so like you a know, normal pilgrimage would be that large 40 50 people yeah and they would you would get on basically a um like a tour bus and you would have like the jordanian um they called it their directorate of military security, which is kind of like their investigations. Gotcha. So like they would go with you. They would, their whole entire goal was to like, make sure that like nobody's trying to target, you know, us and stuff like yeah. that. Um, cause like I said, they did have, you know, they do have people in the country that don't like us, oh, you know? Sure. Um, you know, and I remember hearing about like 4th of July, you know, DMS went out and I guess they killed a couple people that were um, conspiring to commit terrorism against us on 4th of July. And so everything was shut down for a few weeks. We couldn't do anything because there was protests everywhere. Right. Um, so, you know, you know, I mean, I, 
can't say the country is completely unstable, but you're surrounded by countries that are. Right. Um, I mean, the Syrian refugee camps were massive. Um, so you have hundreds of thousands of Syrians, plus you've got Palestinians everywhere. I mean, they're Jordanian citizens and they're Palestinians. So, um, you know, side into getting into the whole politics, everything, you know, I'm thinking like, man, if I just, if I get this window to go here, yeah. like maybe that'll give me some insight to why I'm here. Cause that was just like the number one question that I kept asking myself is like, why am I here? Yeah. You know? Um, you know, cause with all the chaos going on, cause I look at Iraq, or, you know, there's Christian refugees fleeing Iraq, coming to Jordan, but you got Syria, which has been a giant civil war. Plus you got Israel, you know, I'm looking at all that and I'm like, okay, like what's the bigger picture, you know, yeah. like what, what am I here to understand or gain insight into not gain insight to the drama and the egos? Like, but what am I like here for spiritually? Is it just to serve more, you know, cause I felt like I was doing that. I got recognized and, you know, it was, you know, good enough, but there was still part of me that was like, there's a bigger reason. There's something I'm not getting here. It has to do with this pilgrimage. Yeah. I have to go. I don't know why. And I kept thinking about John the Baptist a lot. It's just like every day I kept thinking about that dude. And I don't know if you've watched The Chosen. Uh, I've started it. Um, Actually, I think I left off right around John the Baptist. So not very far into it, but that's okay. pretty, pretty early on into The Chosen. Just for like... <laughs> like a visual representation. If you watch chosen, you kind of get a depiction of what John the Baptist looks like. Yeah. Um, he's like a wild man. Yeah. You know, they said he ate, you know, basically locusts, and honey. Um, he was in prison, lived in caves. Like he was very much unconventional. Yeah. You know, like he was not a Pharisee. Like the Pharisees didn't like him oh, no. and he did not like them. Right. <laughs> so I was like, man, I don't know why this guy's just been on my mind. You know, you ever have that moment where like you're reading like a biblical story and you just get fixated on someone in the Bible. Yeah. Like whether it's Job or Moses or Joseph or, you know, one of the apostles, but like John the Baptist was like, that was like my guy. And I kept thinking about it, like every day. I'm like, man, there's just something about this. And when I started researching the pilgrimage areas and all this stuff, um, I kind of talked with the chaplain because I was like, yeah, man, if we can do this trip, be cool. But I told him, I was like, you know, can I just be like brutally honest about something? You know, he's like, you know, of course. Like we've known each other five years. Like he's, you know, I'm like, I hate to be that guy, but like the Jordan River is not impressive to me. Like it's dirty. Yeah. Like for some reason that like really bothered me, like really like, I'm like, why, why is this the area that people go get baptized in? Like, why is this special? Like, this is a dirty river, you know? I was like, there's probably something more to this. And, you know, I was telling him about, you know, John the Baptist and all that. And he's like, you know, encouraged me to read up on John the Baptist. So, you know, and he's like, it's probably because, you know, God's trying to show you something. Like, you probably really you know, need to go in on this pilgrimage. So I began to read on John the Baptist. And like I told you, like, wild kind of guy, yeah. unconventional, like, you know, eight bucks, honey, 
Pharisees hated him. Right. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, Jesus chose, like, the guy that I would last expect <laughs> right. to do this. Like, there's something about it. And um, his one of the other chaplains, which is a Catholic chaplain, um, actually talked to me uh, later that day, too. And he gave me some insight about uh, Mother Mary um, meeting with, I believe it was Elizabeth, which is John's mother, before John was even born. And... Um, basically the spirit of God came above her and her baby was basically celebrating. Like, I didn't even know that was in the Bible. Um, I can pull it up real quick, but like the verse kind of, um, it, it shocked me. It basically says that John, um, um, we're basically, um, here we go. I have it right here. It's Luke. Um, Luke 1. It's when Mary visits Elizabeth. Um, um, so Elizabeth was John the Baptist's mother. Mary, mother of Jesus, visits her. It says, uh, Luke one thirty nine. Those days Mary rose and went to hasten to the hill country and town of Judah, and she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby leaped in her womb, which would have been John. Um, And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit, and she exclaimed um, with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For behold, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. So, like, this is, wow. like, and that, that was what the Catholic chaplain yeah. showed me, that verse. And I was like, holy crap, I didn't know wow. that. Yeah. And, you know, I realized, I'm like, okay, John was chosen while he was in the womb. Yeah. Like, you know regardless of where you are politically, like on the argument of abortion, like God shows him while he was in his womb, like unfinished, like you were chosen literally weep, like basically praising God. Like, like this was the prophecy. Yeah. You know, and John literally when he went to baptize, Jesus was essentially like, why me? Yeah. You know, I'm paraphrasing obviously, but he essentially said like, I don't need to be baptizing you. You should be baptizing (laughs) me. And Jesus is like, it's, you know, basically saying like, it's supposed to be finished. Like this is what it is. Like, this is the prophecy. Like you were chosen, like it's going to happen. And of course, John was like, well, yeah, I'm going to do it. Of course. And we know what happened after that, you know, the spirit ascended on him like a dove, like, um, and so like, I'm again reading that like, okay, I really need to go here. Yeah. Because I, I kept just thinking to myself, like, maybe some part of me needs to relate to John in some way. You know, the whole idea that this ego battle bothers me, right? Um, not that I'm, like, holier than that or anything like that. Because, sure. you know, my story's pretty rough. I messed up a lot. But, you know, what struck me was John's humility, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he knew he didn't deserve to do that. Like, even though he was chosen before birth, you know, his mom could have told him every day, you were chosen, you're, you know, like, he could have known, 
Like the Pharisees hated him. Like they they didn't like what he was doing. I mean, he was put in prison for it. Right. But, you know, he was chosen based on his heart, you know. And that kind of struck me was like he was willing to do anything to serve God, give up everything, you know. And it was just like that aspect of humility. Like he's not above anything, you know. He's not going to let his ego get in the way. Just like the Pharisees, like their egos got in the way. Yeah. That's why they weren't chosen to do that. Right, of course. And, and then I was kind of like looking at the river. I'm like, you know, I don't think Jesus cared if it was dirty or not. Say for, you know, a hypothetical, it was clean a few thousand years ago. It looked, I mean, we know it was much fuller back then. But, you know, God had to have known that one day this river would be divided. Yeah in a world full of chaos right of course like the dead sea scrolls um there's some in jordan they're they're still contested like palestine thinks are theirs israel thinks are theirs like people are fighting over the dead sea scrolls that were found at the dead sea which is a contested area you know same with the jordan river like all these areas are like full of conflict yeah like why not pick an area that's nice and not full conflict? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's that's kind of like where I was with all that. I'm like, it wasn't about whether or not it was impressive or wasn't going to be full of conflict. It was a matter of like, for one, filling the uh, the prophecy in John's heart. It was the whole idea behind it, like what that represented. Like Jesus was basically saying, like he's not above going to this river he could have easily said ah, this this river's kind of dirty bro like I, can we yeah. pick a better one yeah. but he's not above that yeah. you know what i'm saying and i was like man there's just something to this and so like i told the chapel i'm like i think i got my topic for the bible study i said this is what i want to talk about i said i just feel like i'm missing that final piece like i have to go there you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like I had kind of the story built in, like who John the Baptist was, this idea of humility, and like, like but I have to go there. Like, I, and before I, you know, share with the Bible study group, you know, and all the time I'm being tried at work. Like, it's, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on in the country, you know. Yeah. Um, even remember, you know, there was incident where um, a one of the locals got killed. I was on first on scene there and it was pretty, um, I mean, it was pretty graphic, you know, yeah. and you're telling, you know, hundred people to get away from this. And the next thing you know, they got people protesting, trying to storm the gate armed, um, could have ended way worse than it did. And luckily, you know, no one else got hurt. Um, but you know, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, like, you know, this, this entire area is still broken. Mm-hmm. You know, like they don't know Jesus, you know, and, um, you know, and I felt pretty, you know, lucky for the most part, you know, I was like, this woman could have been way worse, you know, you could have had some dude that hated me and, you know, that whole incident where I spawned, responded to his death and they'd be like, you know, they could have got mad at me and yeah, it could have went way south. Um, yeah. I look I'll at that. Those- those situations it's not a it's not a great feeling um you know and a lot of those people they love Saddam Hussein they got his name plastered all over their vehicles you know so 
um, which was, you know, it's another political issue, you know, it's kind of weird, you know? And so, you know, I'm being constantly tried at work, you know, like, I feel like my job's already difficult enough, you know, with what I have to deal with, with the local population, which most of them are pretty nice and respectful. Um, but there's still always that, what if, you know, what if this person comes on base and wants to commit an act of terrorism, you know, what if what happened in Israel happens here? Like there's all those what ifs. Um, and then I'm dealing with our leadership issues. So like all that's going on, but at the same time, I'm trying to like see the bigger picture. Yeah. So like, I'm still like as much like discouragement trials i'm going through i'm like i still need to go see this place yeah like it's got to happen yeah and you know with them canceling trips here and there all the time i'm like man i gotta just meet this perfect window so like i already get this confirmation like okay maybe we can just do our own private trip i'm like this is the answer to prayer um and then there comes the issue of like can't get a vehicle because emissions and stuff so i'm like man maybe this is just another like devil really doesn't want me to go on right this, you know um and he's like no we figured it out we got a vehicle well fast forward wing chaplain gets word of this doesn't like it oh, no. he's like why are you doing a private pilgrimage they had a talk long story short basically was like you know we can do it we just can't do a call it a pilgrimage and he's like and there's another thing that's bothering me and i was like what's that he said well i can't baptize y'all i was like well, I don't need to be. He's like, well, it's the principle of the matter. Like, I should be able to do that. But since we're not allowed to do private pilgrimages, our wing chaplain doesn't want to do them, doesn't want to allow it. And I'm sitting there like, man, like, like this has to be like a spiritual battle. Yeah. And he, even he said that. He was like, this just feels like something bigger than him. I said, well, I got news for you. I don't really want to be rebaptized. <laughs> right. Um, and the few guys on my team that are going, they don't either. So I said, if we get to go, I'm happy. Yeah. Like we we don't have to do that. And you know, it just kept... so was that was that part of the all the other pilgrimages? Yeah. If you wanted to get <clears throat> baptized, you could buy a chaplain. You just on had to pilgrim. do um, like a pre counseling baptismal session, and then you could. Um, get baptized during the, the during the pilgrimage okay yeah like they have areas it's a private uh baptismal spot on the river that gotcha. that's part of the pilgrimage um but i'm like man this is just another one know, thing after another trying to not step in the road and it kind of got to the point where it was like almost laughable of how many things are getting in the way of me doing this yeah. and i was like in chaplain and me both agreed like you're we're supposed to do this right like the amount of attacks that have come on us to do this like means that like we're supposed to be yeah i don't have like, to. Yes. like we have to and he's like in he's like in addition to that he said since we're only going with a few people and we're not going with 50 in the military escort he said um i really want to go to saint john the baptist church he said i know you've been talking about john the baptist and he's like i never have time to do it here because we have to be back by sunset curfew if we go with this many people we'll have time to go and i was like so what's saint john the baptist church like tell me about that and he's like well it's a church that was built over the tunnels in the imprisonment where john was imprisoned wow and i'm like 
oh, that's, he's like, uh, that's happening. <laughs> I was like, this is all starting to like come together. Yeah. I mean, he's like, I know you've been really diving into John the Baptist. He's like, but this would, you know, win for me because I want to do it. He's yeah. like, I feel like you should go too. And I was like, well, yeah. Like that put in perspective for me. Like, that, and he said, they believe John was possibly beheaded here. Wow. I was like, this is crazy. Like, you know, anyway, his wing chaplain fought with him for a while. He didn't want us to go. And even he had a talk with me. He's like, you know, and I'm not going to name names because I don't want to do that. But sure. he's like, you know, you're kind of know what a Pharisee is. So I was like, yeah, I mean, that's like the whole story of John. Right. And he's like, well, you know, some of the people above me, I said, you're saying they're Pharisees. He said, yeah. And I was like, man, that's crazy. Like, this just all. Wow. And um, so I'm like, man, this is just, you know, with the attacks from work, you know, um, the stuff that I have to deal with at work, like, um, I'm like, I got to I'm going to meet this like very, very, very narrow window to do this. Because I mean, if I was to do it now, like it's not happening. There's no trips like you can't go anywhere like, you know, I mean, this Israel attack was literally happening while I was in Bulgaria. So on your way back. On my way back. Yeah. And so, you know, and like I said, the protests in the country, like when that incident with the guy that got killed, um, there were protests and everywhere. They tried to storm the base like we couldn't go anywhere like that. Like stuff happens in the Middle East all the time. So, you know, I'm like, okay, if I'm able to make this narrow window, like this is obviously from God, you know, like there's been too many coincidences. Like I mean, a chaplain that I knew for five years first, like, time I showed up in chapel and I needed somebody. I was like, that's not a coincidence at all. Like the fact that I got involved in serving there, it taught me something. Yeah. I, you know, like I got recognized by people that I wasn't expecting it recognized because I was just trying to do it to serve. Yeah. Cause you know, I didn't feel like I was in a place to lead people because of all of what was going on. Um, but I still had that mindset of like, I'm not better. Like I, I don't ever want to get to the point where I'm above doing something. Like, like taking out the trash, you know, people that are above that. I don't know if you know people like that, but that's my pet peeve. Like, I'm not above taking out the trash. Right. Like Jesus isn't, you know, that's, that's like one of those, it seems like a minute battle, but I'm like, I feel like it's a deeper issue. You know, like I, I, I've been trying to be better about living a life of humility. It's hard because, you know, that's not what we're taught as men to do. Um, we're supposed to be alpha males, like we're in charge, like that's, and I'm like, what is like, who's ultimately in charge, you know? And, you know, fast forward and he's like, you know, we got the green light, we can go. I'm like, bro, this is, and even then, like, even up to that day, it was just like trial after trial after trial after trial. And I'm like, this is, and he's like, but he's like, you're good with doing St. John the Baptist Church. I'm like, well, yeah, bro. Like. You, you, you're getting, let me go. Like, yeah, well, like we'll do whatever you want. Yeah. He's like, he's like, well, I hate to ask a favor for you. Can you do a favor for me? I was like, well, yeah, duh, I'm going to do a favor for you. Like, and he's like, well, he's like, you know how I kind of told you about like my leadership kind of being Pharisees, stuff like that. He's like, and I'm not talking bad about anybody. He's like, I'm just saying like, you got some religious leaders. They're all about the rules and all this stuff. And I was like, yeah. He said, well, I've been really wanting to get um, rebaptized. And he's like, they think that they have to do it. But he said, I've 
Right. There's no, there's no rule that says that they have to do this. Right. And I was like, well then don't like, you know, get someone else to do it. And he's like, well, I was going to ask you. It's like, what? And I'm like, so like, I'm just sitting there. Like, like it just felt like time just like stopped. And I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> you know, and he's like, well, I was going to ask you to do it. I'm like, the, why me, bro? And, like, he was like, well, you know, everything he's like, you're saying about John. Yeah. He's like, and he's like, Jesus didn't pick the Pharisee. He picked the most unconventional person to do it. And, you know, he said, you're reasoning why. He said, you've been on this hunt. And he's like, I've prayed about this. I'm like, okay. Like, <laughs> and I was like, so what did you hear? He's like, well, of all the people here, like, I can't think of anybody else. I was like, what? Like, wow. this is, like I was like in shock for days. I'm like, <laughs> like, holy crap, you know? So, and he's like, so you're good? And I was like, well, yeah. And he's like, well, I need to say yes. I said, and I'm like, well, I don't know what to say. Like, I've never baptized anybody. Right. More or less in the Jordan River, <laughs> you know? No pressure. And I've never baptized a chaplain. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what the heck, bro? Like, this is crazy. But I'm like, maybe this is how John felt. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, he's a chaplain. He's not even Jesus. <laughs> like, I'm like, holy crap. Like, so all these things are starting to add up. So we go. And we're able to go and all this stuff. And, you know, I see Mount Nebo. I see where Moses saw the promised land. And it was amazing. Um, I see Elijah's Hill. Um, I see all these cool historical sites. Um, the Jordan River is dirty. Um, um, I saw Israel border. Like, it's, like, right there. I mean, you got armed guards on both sides. Like, you're not allowed to talk to them over the border. Um, still to this day, I mean, there's still conflict. You know, I could definitely feel that tension there. Um, and we went to... Um, St. John the Baptist Church, and like, we, you know, you can go up in the bell tower of this church, like it's a very old church, uh, and then they have tunnels that go underground, and it was just, just this eerie feeling, like it was humid, it was hot under there, and I'm sitting there thinking, like, John lived down here, like he died for this, like, like a lot of people have this idea as a Christian, like if you're doing it right, like you're going to be blessed, you're going to be healed, whole, like you're not going to suffer. And I'm like, these guys gave up everything. Yeah. Like maybe this whole idea of, you know, suffering of like what I thought I knew is wrong, you know? And, you know, cause I thought, you know, to myself, like all the things that I've done, recovery, all this, like, it's going to get easier now. You know, I find God, like <laughs> right. things are going to start to make sense. And what I've realized is I'm like, you know, these followers of Jesus, they died for this. Yeah. Like they gave up everything. And they didn't just die. Some of them were in the most gruesome Yeah, way. they got like, martyred. Like some really yeah. gruesome ways. Like, you know, and imagine being that way and being like not scared to die. Yeah. Like I'm going to keep doing baptisms. Like I don't care what y'all have to say. Like, you know, God called me to do this. Like, that to me was, like, it was powerful. Because yeah. um, this whole, like, idea of, like, take up the cross and follow me. Like, that's it. You know, some people think that they can just be a Christian and live in comfort. And I'm like, man, like, this whole idea of being humble was, like, 
I was searching for it, you know? Yeah. Because I was getting into these ego battles with people. And I'm like, and that they would suck me into it, you know? And I would like get in arguments with people and I'm like, God's literally calling me for something completely different than that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it 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 took like that to like make me realize like you know god's in charge you know sometimes i only need to let my pride go as a man that's hard because you know as a man like we want to be in charge like anybody that's ever been in the military or done law enforcement anything like that like you're you like that authority yeah it's nice you know you want to be the top dog but like who's willing to say like hey ultimately i'm not in charge god is like that to me is like a whole nother level yeah. of just humility. And so that was cool. And um, we did go to the Jordan River, you know, and I did end up baptizing him. And it was like Jeez. just a, um, a humble experience. Um, and I remember going to the baptismal side of Jesus. That's when I sent you the pictures of in just like the Jordan River like none of it is extremely impressive like if you're going there thinking that you're going to see like you know crystal like, clear water crystal like, beautiful I, body, like, yeah. like a national park like you're right yeah now. And, and I realized that after you know researching all that like I wasn't there for that like I had to put that past me and you know they got like a border guard there like it's roped off. Like you're not supposed to go down into the baptismal area. He said, usually when they do the pilgrimage, like you can't go down there. And I'm like, oh, that makes sense, you know. Yeah, right. And he's like, well, we got a few group of people. He said we can talk to him real quick. They may let us because we only got like five people. And I was like, man, that'd be cool, you know. Um, so our tour guide, the guy that helped dig up the excavation, so I talked with the guard, and he was like, you know, no problem, make it quick. Like basically told us like go now. And so we hopped over the rope. I'm like, of course, I'm going to go down there and yeah. like fill up some bottles of water and do it. And like chaplain started to preach and I'm down, down there and I'm like, I'm soaking it all in. And, oh you know, I got my troops down there, you know, E3, E4s with me. And like, I'm like, we're, they're like, man, this is cool, you know. And I remember stepping up out of it and I was like, you know, I, I don't know how, like what people think about like Holy Spirit and like, supernatural experiences but you know i had my doubts that that was an actual place you know you always do sure. any i mean if anybody's ever gone on a pilgrimage you know i'm sure people contest like is this the actual area that jesus was crucified or right. is this you know actually this area or that i mean i thought that the entire time i was there but i remember stepping out of it and it was like this overwhelming spiritual presence like just came over me it was like i couldn't walk wow. he's like hey you know if you need a minute and i just remember just like i wanted to like just like get on my knees and cry yeah and i was like i because it's like in that moment like i felt it yeah it's like i felt like this is how john felt when he baptized jesus because i remember going to baptize the chaplain i kept feeling this whole time of like I'm not worthy enough to do this like I'm not qualified like I've done all these bad things like here's a chaplain you know somebody that's better than me 
should do it and here I am chosen to do it and I don't feel worthy enough to do it and I it's like I felt what John felt there but like on a much stronger level (laughs) yeah Yeah, I mean obviously for somebody to feel something and relate to John and then just do what you did I can I can understand yeah and I remember getting out of that and I just remember feeling this like I can't describe it other than this like massive um feeling of humility like it wasn't about whether or not like I was qualified it wasn't about like John's appearance or if he lived in a cave it was the fact that like Jesus chose him before he was even born right people that are wondering like when does life begin Mm. right like when when like when when does life start you know like you can find it in the Bible, like God calls people before they're even born. Like to me, there there's a spiritual aspect of life that's far deeper than your physical body. Yeah. Um, the fact that God would choose you while you're in your mother's womb, like that's insane to me. Yeah. You know, and then just the humility behind it, like even up to him doing all that, he's like, I don't like I'm not worthy enough to do this. Like you should be baptizing me. And it still happened. So, you know, I, I, I remember just coming back to all that and you know, I don't you know, know if the deployment necessarily got easier because I mean obviously tension's still ramped up with everything that's going on in the country and I yeah. And, you know, I, I think about Israel, I think about the, you know, innocent people, I think about Palestinians, I think about people that are lost, yeah. you know, people that support terrorism, but maybe they're not willing to commit it yet. I mean, that's a whole area is full of chaos. Yeah. Um, but that's like God's chosen, you know, and I feel like, you know, I'm not a whole historical expert. I've been trying to dive more into the history of all these areas. But, I mean, I definitely think that, you know, prophecy is being unfolded before us in this world. You know, ultimately, God's going to prevail. But that whole testimony for me is just like my journey of kind of figuring out what uh, humility looks like. That's good. still not got it down yet just because I feel like I mess up and my pride gets to me but you know this whole concept of willing to die for something give up everything that you have willing to be in prison for it and still having this you know um humbleness to look Jesus in the eyes and say like I'm still not worthy to do this like that's that's kind of like that's the man that like I would like to be. If that makes any sense, hundred percent makes a lot of sense. <laughs> After what you went through, that, that that's there's a lot more to what you just told me that I didn't know you were going to tell me. Obviously, but yeah, I thought you were just going to tell me about the, these you know Bible places, you know Bible uh, locations you went to. But yeah, wow. I mean those those areas were definitely like I would recommend it. Like they, you know. I mean, there's tons of places over in the Middle East I would still like to see. I mean, I didn't even feel like I scratched the surface oh, of the no. places, but I was not expecting to feel and experience what I felt. And I just thought it was kind of crazy that, you know, from the day I got there, it was like, man, I, I kept asking the question, like, why am I here? You know, um, what is the significance? And it was like piece after piece after piece kept happening. Yeah. And, um, 
went back to young adults and it was my time to talk you know obviously like everybody had their week you know yeah. and so i kind of shared a little bit shorter version of this story there and you know I, i'm not a really good speaker i didn't really know what to say you're killing but, it right now bro <laughs> you really are um either was moses so yeah no <laughs> i i definitely one time related to moses with the whole public speaking thing yeah. uh but I, I just kind of like went in there and didn't write anything down, just spoke from my heart. And um, like I shared my testimony at the end. Like I just asked everybody, like, um, who is Jesus to you? Mm. Like if you were John in that moment, like, like, <laughs> you know, put yourself in one of the disciples or followers of Jesus. And like, what do you know him as in that moment? Like, yeah. you know. And, you know, for me, I was like, you know, Jesus was the most humble person to ever walk this planet. Right. Like, that was my story for this right. deployment. And everybody kind of began to say, like, who Jesus was to them. Right. He was, you know, a friend. He was the um, the grace giver, the healer. Like, he was all these. And everybody had their own little story, yeah. their little testimony. I'm like, looking around the room, like, everybody's crying. I'm like, holy crap, like, I wasn't planning on making nobody cry, but, like, it was, like, everybody there, like, was somehow got the same spot as me. Why am I here? They all ended up in that group asking the same question, like, why am I here? Why am I in this country? Like, what am I supposed to learn from this, right, other than trials? Like, trials are good, but if you're not going <laughs> to, you know, get anything out of it, like, what's the yeah. point? Like, am I just here to suffer? You know, and a lot of people get mad, and I get mad too, because um, you know, like nobody just wants to suffer. Because sometimes you end up thinking like it's you, you're doing something wrong, you're not a good Christian, and you go through recovery and you suffer and you go through all these trials and you think like, man, I'm still messed up. But literally, all the followers of Jesus that knew him, like they all suffered. Yeah, they suffered. They gave up everything, and. Um, I just think there's something to that. And um, like I said, I was kind of glad that I got to share a little bit of that testimony over there. Um, it was it was just a still kind of like marinating on the whole thing. I bet, because that was, that was still just a few weeks ago, right? Yeah, and I mean, it's still kind of fresh in my mind, you know, like being able to say like, like I walk where Jesus walked, like that's, they're like, I never would have thought that that would have happened to me. Right. You know, and a lot of times I got sucked into that negativity over there because, I mean, it's just that career field and what you have to deal with. Like, it's, it's it runs rampant. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, but, like, aside from all that, like, I got to walk where Jesus stood. Like, what if they all knew that? Yeah. Like, people would have a different attitude on things. And yeah. it kind of just changed my perspective a lot because I, I think if you were to have this conversation with me like 10 years ago, I probably would have had a bigger ego. and We wouldn't have been having this conversation 10 years ago because I yeah. wasn't saved. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Uh, I, I mean, I, I know I definitely would have. I wouldn't have been willing to, you know, admit like I'm wrong or I don't know everything yeah. or, you know. I still probably would have been a lot more prideful and oh, arrogant yeah, and uh, not probably got, I probably would have just saw a dirty river. Right. If I went there, you know, 
And I think a lot of people that weren't Christian that went on the pilgrimages, that's all they saw. They're like, oh, this is a dirty river. And it's unimpressive. So that that was a question come on my mind. Um, did anybody, anybody that you went with on your small group or any of them non-believers or unsaved or anything? or So they're all saved. Um, one of them was pretty much like, I don't want to do anything here except for this pilgrimage. Like, this is the only thing I want to see in this country. I don't care about yeah. Petra. I don't care about anything else. Um, his dad's very, you know, um, strict Christian. Like, their family grew up Christian. Yeah. Um, and he was like, he definitely wanted to do it. Yeah. Another one, um, been was trying to mentor. He grew up Catholic, and he'd been going through a lot of things in his life. And I mean, he definitely really wanted to go. I think he got all out of it. Another person that went is um, Orthodox Christian, and um, he was Palestinian. Oh. So that was uh, this is this is somebody you served with? Yes. Wow. That went with me. Palestinian American. Yeah. So that obviously for him is probably a pretty, you know, surreal Unique, experience. Yeah. I can't speak for him, but um, kind of knowing what him and his family, you know, I, I know that a lot of Palestinian people um, fled that area kind of before Hamas and Hezbollah and all that took yeah. over basically in the 60s. Yeah. Um, even our translator that we had assigned to us as part Palestinian part Israeli. And, oh, wow. Yeah. She was our security forces translator and she was telling us about, you know, kind of her perspective on the whole thing, you know, basically saying, you know, obviously she loves Palestinians, she loves Israelis, but like she's a devout Christian. Yeah. But doesn't want to obviously live in Palestine. Right. Doesn't support Hamas, you know. So, you know, it, it, it kind of put in a little bit of perspective. Like there are good people that kind of get caught up. And oh, a lot absolutely. of this absolutely. in the world um, over there, um, I, I think, you know, there's a lot of people that do want to believe um, the well, gospel, it's, it's, but it's not. It's not available to them. It's not being know. taught to them. Yeah. They only knew, you know, they're yeah. taught a twisted version of it. Well, even even people who know of Jesus, however they know of him, if they don't know him, they don't right. understand, right? Like me, a few years ago, I didn't know yeah. Jesus the way I know Jesus now. I right. knew Jesus was a, and even in my ignorance back then, was just a religious figure, right. you know, the son of God. That was about the extent of what I knew. But now that I know and how unworthy we, I feel oftentimes thinking about the suffering he went through mm -hmm. for us, for me, for, you know, same as you, I've made a lot of mistakes. And a lot of times that brings me to tears. Mm -hmm. and the, dude you your experience that you just told me about like yeah <laughs> that said and that you baptized somebody yeah like john baptized jesus like that's i never would have like considered myself to like being a person that baptized anybody you right. know like my second appointment i led a bible study and that was like i was going through recovery like i had been like a year, year and a half into recovery and I was about to deploy. I was like, man, I don't know what to do. Like, this is as far as I've got my Christian walk. And they're like, lead a Bible study. I was like, uh, I don't think I can do that. <laughs> and I did it. Yeah. You know, and, you know, I get back to my third appointment and then I'm like, oh, you know, I should be in that spot to lead. Yeah. And then I felt like God was trying to take me back to like, hey, it's not about 
being in charge. It's not about having ego. It's about whether or not are you willing to give up everything to follow me. That's it. And I'm like, holy crap. Like, I didn't, I wasn't expecting him to, like, like show that to me. Like, because yeah. I think a lot of times I had this misconception of what this Christian leader thing should look like. Because, like, the church, I think we kind of um, tell people, you know, you know, you, you got to be leading a small group or you got to be doing, you got to do all these things. And sometimes you get caught up with, like, I'm not good enough. Yeah. You know, and, you know, just like the troops I went with, like they all had their different experiences and stories. Like they believed us all believed a different denomination than me. Right. I mean, Orthodox, Catholic, Baptist. Right. Th- those are all completely different. Yeah. You know, and then our chaplain, I think he's kind of somewhere in the non-denominational and I'm kind of somewhere in the middle still trying to figure everything out. Yeah. And I'm like, we like we all experience like a different, you know, version of what's taught to us. But like when we all left, like we still experienced the same Jesus, you know, we all kind of got something different out of the whole, you know, experience. And I think that's just kind of what's crazy is because like the whole world is so divided, you know, you have, you know, Islam which is instinctively basically taken part of the gospel and twisted it. Yeah, and that's what a and, lot of people don't realize or know. And even I'm pretty ignorant to it too, but the Quran talks about Jesus. Like, yeah, they believe a Jesus. Lot of people, they believe Jesus was a prophet. They believe in yeah. Moses. They believe in Abraham. It's, you know, it, it's the fact that like somebody took part of the Bible and made it their own yeah. and now that has been used to fuel terror and violence in the people and then you know even in the christian world we still have denominations and denominations aren't bad no. they're just a different understanding but sometimes we get into these wars with each other yeah. um you know with you know you you got all these orthodox you got catholics you got you know protestants you got your Baptist, you got Pentecostals, like yeah. a lot of people, even in the Christian world, even though we believe the same Bible and we're still technically doing it right, we still feud with each other. Yeah, and at the end of the day, it, you know, everybody's reaching for God. I'm like, if we only knew, like, we all want the same thing. Yeah, everybody's reaching for God, but the only way to God is through Jesus Christ. And that's yeah. where the different denominations and different yeah, I, I think, which, you know, I'm not going to get obviously into all of yeah, that, yeah. Uh, but because I, I think, you know, there's nothing wrong with having a different perspective, but, you know, I think the biggest part a of, lot it of it is, is not being ignorant to the fact that you don't learn. Yeah, I, I, I was ignorant and then I was, you know, from where I was a few years ago to where I'm now, I know a lot more and I still don't know anything. <laughs> yeah. And that's how I feel now is I, I think it just comes down to that pride issue of yeah. humility. What I talked about, I think some people have it in their idea, like they know everything or they're above doing certain things. Yeah. Right. You're right. Like yeah. pride. I'm yep. above going back and learning things that I didn't know. It's like the whole thing I told you, like with the Holy spirit and charismatic churches, like I don't necessarily agree with a lot of things. I don't know what's fake and not sometimes, but I know what I experienced at the baptismal side of Jesus. You know, it's not every day that I would just make up feeling like the presence of God came over me and I wanted to fall down on my knees. Yeah. Like that's not, you know, I can't make that up. Right. You know, and some people think like, 
that's not real. And I think it's because we get in our mind that like we know it all. Like we we in I think if we're willing to stand up and say, I don't know everything, like I'm not in charge, God is, you know, let our ego, you know, go away and try to live a life more humble. I mean, Paul talks about in the New Testament the entire time. He's always talking about like, you know, how great God is and how he's nothing compared to like he's you know what I would say is you know one of the bigger apostles that talked about how hard it was to live in humility yeah. I mean it was a challenge obviously I mean he had a thorn in his side right. <laughs> but you know I, I think that's ultimately what as Christians we're supposed to do is to humble ourselves you know yeah. so so let me let me ask you this what's next for you like what like after I that dude, i don't like, know what? i've been trying to like navigate into you know life back at the states you know um what what i'm supposed to do because you know reintegrating back in you know normal everyday life is um definitely you know it takes yeah, a little it bit does. to get used to now, how long have you been back to stateside um a little over a week, a week and a half. Oh, yeah. So, um, I mean, obviously, you and a lot of other people experience a lot more stuff than me. But, you know, so, but, you know, I, I still am questioning a lot of things with my faith and what I know. Um, so, like I said, you know, the more I think I know about things, I'm like, oh, I really don't know everything. <laughs> um, we never will. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. But I, I kind of, you know, just kind of want to go where God leads me, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, like, at this dude, point, just, at this point, I don't think you should question him. The, the path he just led you on, dude, that's yeah. your story. Is, I mean, it's amazing. just like this, you know, I, I debated about putting like my story on Facebook or yeah. putting a snippet because I was like, I don't know. I mean, I was like, you know what? Maybe someone needs to hear this. I don't know. Yeah, and then you reached out and, you know, here I am. So yeah. I, I feel like for me, it's just. Like in the next months or years or whatever, it's just trying to be more obedient. You know, if God's That's telling good. me to do something, it doesn't make sense. There's probably a reason. You know, I mean, the whole deployment, there was just trial after trial after trial after, you know, never thought I was even going to go on that pilgrimage at all. Um, and I ended up going, you know, and experiencing more than I would have if I went with 50 people. 100%. Um and I can say that with certainty. So, you know, obviously, you know, me being patient and obedient um, got me <laughs> to have that experience. Yeah. So I think that's so just I, ultimately I, my goal. Like John, man, I think you were definitely meant for something a lot more uh, just from the story you told me and a little bit we were talking about before we hit record, man. I think um, this is just me speaking, but I think you need to uh, try and do that, that path within the going to be a chaplain's assistant. Um, yeah, that's definitely been on my uh, radar yeah. to-do list. And I think part of the reason why I didn't know if I want to do it was a pride thing. Yeah. So I, I yeah, definitely, you, that, you know, because I'm like, you know, security forces is kind of similar to what I've known. And I'm like, maybe, right. maybe that whole thing is, maybe God's called me to live more of a humbler life. You know, I, it, it's definitely like, hit me pretty hard the past few months you know right. and maybe i mean i got eight years left in the military i'm at 12 so you know i know that eventually you know maybe he wants me to do something to help people 
you know i don't know exactly what it is yet that's okay like i don't have to know everything now but i definitely know that like i have a desire to you know help people you know in a more deeper level um so i just gotta gotta be open to getting out of my comfort zone (laughs) yeah that's and that's, that, and that's and that's like like that's one of the biggest things and I've got a similar <laughs> nowhere near what you experienced but we my wife and I uh, experienced something and we feel like we're being called to do something yeah that, and it's the last couple things that have happened to us it's like all right God we hear you like <laughs> we hear what you're saying and yeah man uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna label this episode Joe the Baptist after your story <laughs> dude <'cause> that's. <laughs> Uh, that's awesome i did like, one baptism for the record i don't care <laughs> that whole story no you were you were joe to the baptist to me <laughs> um man i i really appreciate you doing this yeah man I'm, this i got i did not expect i didn't i know i like i'm really bad about reading in your facebook post i probably read about two-thirds of it but i skip read and i don't know oh, if, if all that was in there what you just told me but i appreciate you doing this um yeah man i'm i'm Glad that you had me on. I enjoyed it. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. Um, I don't want to put you on the spot, but if you'd like to, something I uh, started adding here in the last couple episodes is praying praying the episode out. Would you be willing to do that? Yeah, man. Yeah, I would definitely um, be willing to do that. Um, Lord, I just thank you for being able to come here and speak, speak freely, um, for one. Um, Lord, I pray for... Everybody right now in the Middle East are involved um, in the ongoing conflict, Lord, that um, ultimately your name would prevail over all the chaos that's over there. Um, And I pray for everybody back home that's discouraged with everything that's going on in our world, that they would remember like who ultimately is in charge, Lord. Um, and I pray for the next person that comes on this podcast. They got a good testimony and story to tell. And um, and Paul is able to share it with people. And that they would listen to authentic, real stories and see, like, hey, this Jesus idea is not so bad after all. It's a really good idea. Lord, um, let's pray for all these things in your name. Amen. Amen. Awesome, man. I, I really appreciate it. Uh, God bless everybody. Thank you.